stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo to talk about, it's kind of a weird topic, but to talk about buying this stock instead of buying another one, if that makes any sense. But you know those food articles you always see or those books are like, eat this instead of that, like where you can eat healthier um, by going to one type of fast food restaurant versus eating the other one, or don't eat that big, you know, double cheeseburger with the cheese, get the other one without the bun and no cheese and you'll be healthier. Or I've seen the things that are like, you know, instead of eating the fettuccine Alfredo, you can eat the spaghetti marinara. Both are pasta, but one is healthier, like those kinds of things. What if you could do that with a stock too? There's a lot of talk here in November 2022 about Disney. So Bob Chapek, the CEO, is out already, and Bob Iger, the old CEO, is back again. He's tried to leave numerous times over the years, but he's back again. So there's a lot of talk about whether you know he can turn uh, the company around again, and this relates to the streaming and what's going on there with the costs involved. They're trying to cut costs now. Many of you know with the content, you have to keep feeding the beast. And I've said this on Twitter before, and it's why I always uh, don't like the content type companies. I do not own Disney. Um, I do, do not and have never owned it, and I've never owned um, Netflix either, but both of them creating that content, it's very difficult to get it right all the time. Just because you have the Obi-Wan series means you have to find the next Obi-Wan series or just because you have the crown. What happens when they finish that, which they're getting closer here. They're not quite there, but they're getting closer. Then it's just done. You got to find the next like great series or thing to lure the the viewers in. And Netflix has been doing it because it's their whole model for a long time. Uh, Disney's kind of newer to it. They got the boost off of starting the streaming, but now they too are realizing like what's happening behind the scenes, how difficult it is, even with the, the brands like Star Wars and Marvel, how difficult it is to keep creating that content and keep the subscribers around. So there's a lot of angst about Disney. Is it cheap? Should I buy it? But as an investor, remember, you have choices. I just talked about Netflix and, and Disney, but those are not the two that I'm going to compare today on the if you should buy this one or if you should buy that one, because there is another company that gets you into similar areas as Disney, including entertainment media and the techie kind of areas. It does not have the uh, parks and the hospitality side, but it covers a lot of these other areas that people do want to own. Nobody's talking about this other company. Nobody really has been for many years. They too are dominating, but the good thing about the um, you know alternative stocks in this podcast is that they mostly aren't in the headlines, or at least not as much in the doom and gloom. You occasionally see something, but usually maybe it might be something kind of good. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today is that 
you have choices out there when you're investing. There's a lot of companies and some of them are in the similar business. So you don't have to sit there and try to justify why you're buying Disney or you're staying in it when you do have some other options. So let's talk about these. Um, I'm going to talk about Disney first, and then I'm going to talk about the other company that is not Netflix that you can get similar areas in that is cheaper and maybe not as problematic right now. So Disney, it's a Zach's number three on uh, on Zach's.com, which is a hold. Lots of big cap stocks, especially at, and especially a couple of weeks after they've reported, are usually in the holds. It's eighty. 80% of all stocks that Zacks covers are holds. So nothing wrong there. Um, still no dividend though. I always look at Disney and get surprised when I look at the dividend and I'm like, wait, there's no yield? How, how could that be? And then I remember they stopped paying one during the start of the pandemic and they still have not resumed. So that's that's a bit of a downer. A lot of people have owned Disney for many years and they owned it partially to get the dividend. But any of those income investors maybe have sold now and have moved out. PE still not cheap at 23 times. This is being talked about a lot now that Iger's come back about that the stock isn't really cheap, even though year to date it's down about 39% now. So even with that, it's still um, not cheap. Earnings for fiscal 2023 expected to be up 19%, and for 2024, up. 29%. I was surprised by this because I didn't really look at Disney's like fundamentals in a while. I knew it was a uh, expensive, relatively expensive stock because that's all anybody's talking about. But I didn't realize that earnings are expected to be up quite significantly, but the estimates are lower. So supposed to be a better story, still supposed to be good, but not as good as everybody expected. So for fiscal 2023, uh, analysts are now looking for four dollars and twenty cents versus six fifty from ninety days ago. So that's where you're seeing some of the the problems not in the parks. Those are selling out and they're raising prices there and all of that. But in the streaming side, the content side, it's it's a lot of money to make all of these new series and movies over and over and over again. Um, so that's Disney. That's the story and the situation that Bob Iger now is returning to. But what could you get? What else could you buy instead of Disney that is not on TV almost every day talking about all of its problems? How about Sony, ticker S-O-N-Y? I know most people don't put it in the same category, but it's one of the biggest uh, music companies it also has television shows that it's produced. It is a movie studio, so that's a lot in common with Disney. And it has the gaming side, so that is big on the entertainment side. No leisure and hospitality, and it also does have a lot of tech. The semiconductor side, the phones, um, they are big on the cameras, like inside phones, they sell the camera. Um, even the Sony, like the the Sony cameras themselves, are still big and popular and doing quite well. You'd be surprised how well some of their tech is selling. The phones, not so much, and I kind of wish they would get rid of the phone, but they're still being stubborn and have not gotten rid of it. I used to own Sony in the Zach's Value Investor, 
And in my own personal portfolio, I did sell it in both and the shares did come down. So year to date down 36.1%, but they had a nice rally over the last month when all these tech stocks kind of got some uh, buying relief. Um, nobody was selling anymore and they've, they've jumped up. So Sony up 24% in just the last month. So you could have gotten it even cheaper. And maybe if there is another uh, pullback here, it will go cheaper again. But the PE is just 14.9. So that's pretty cheap. It is as X number three like Disney is. So you're getting the same. Earnings aren't so great though. Fiscal 2023 expected to decline 15% and then fiscal 2024 up 9.1. So not quite the earnings growth projection as Disney has. And estimates for the next year are down off their highs too, down to 581 from 677. A lot of that might have to do with the semis and the tech side, to be honest. Dividend, it does pay one. It's yielding just 0.5%. It's never been a big dividend pair, but you at least get something unlike with Disney. Now, the interesting thing about Sony is, and one of the reasons that I do like them over Disney is it does not have the content pressures, the streaming pressures. So they made a very smart decision a couple of years ago when everybody else was launching their own content streaming services and they decided not to do it. So <laughs> they bucked the trend. They said, yeah, we got TV shows. Yeah, we have movies too, but we're not going to go there and spend billions of dollars creating more and more and more and feeding the beast. Instead, we're going to sell all our content to all those other guys. And they have. So they've gotten big deals off of their movies. They make between 20 and 25 movies a year. They've sold those to other streaming services like Netflix. And so they take the money from those. It basically pays for it. They still can put the movies in the theaters. They can make movie the money themselves off of the theater uh, receipts. And meanwhile, they they don't have to deal with, hey, will this bring in subscribers? It it just goes to Netflix or whoever else is buying it. So I like that. Also on the music side, obviously the artists creating the music on that side too. Um, gaming, they do have to create some content for that, but. Sony's been one of the leaders in, in the gaming area, and they have the hardware too. So um, I'm liking Sony as an alternative to Disney. So if you don't want to buy that one, Sony is out there, and it too is pulled back. So keep it on your list. Okay, then we're going to switch over to some of the fangs. So you might find this comparison to be interesting. Um, so I know many of you own Apple. I do not, but many of you do. We all own it if we own the S&P 500, right? So ticker AAPL, it is a Zach's number three. Obviously, you're getting all of the Apple universe, the phones, the iTunes, you know, they're big uh, subscription type content services like Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple TV, all of this stuff. I do kind of wish I had Apple TV. I don't get that either since I'm not like an Apple person, but I have thought about getting it. So if anyone's out there listening from Apple, yes, your content is good, but they too have to keep feeding that beast, right? So they have to keep finding the new um, 
shows that'll get people like me to want to go over there and subscribe at least even temporarily. What does this one look like? So year to date down 16%. PE is still pretty pricey at 23.7 times. Fiscal year 2023, earnings expected to be up just 2.5%. And 12 estimates are lower in the last 30 days for this year. 2024 fiscal year up 8% and four are lower, but two are higher. So analysts are still unsure about what's going to happen in the next fiscal year. 2023, it has come down a bit, the estimate to 626 from 649 in the last 90 days. And then same thing with 2024, 676 from 690. But that's not terrible, not a terrible decline. Does pay a dividend yielding just 0.6%. So you're not really, you know, gathering it up big on the income here with Apple. But why would someone maybe not want to own Apple at 23.7 times? And maybe they want to own something else. So what could be the buy this instead of that for Apple? And I chose what you might think would be an interesting one, but I chose Alphabet ticker G-O-O-G-L, mostly because they too have podcasts. They too have something like Apple TV, but it's called YouTube Premium. They too do have phones and some hardware. Um, I just saw an ad. That's what made me want to do this podcast. I just saw an ad on TV for the new Google phone, and they were going on about the camera in it and about how you can erase other people, even in old photographs um, that you have like stored on the cloud or whatnot. You can erase other people. You can, um, you know, make them look much better and just like the kind of features on it, I thought were pretty cool. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know Alphabet really, you know, that they had phones. <laughs> um, we all use, I use an Android phone with the uh, Google operating system on there, obviously. It's a Samsung, but I didn't know that they're even making their own phones. Apparently they are. And so why not take a look at Alphabet, right? Is it any cheaper? It has a PE of 20.4, so it's a little bit cheaper than Apple. It is a Zach's number four, however, which is the cell. And um, that's because of the lowered estimates here, too. So for 2022, earnings expected to be down 16.6%. 12 are lower for this year and next year. None are higher. That's why you get the number four when all the analysts are in agreement and they're cutting estimates then you get the lower Zach's rank of fours or fives. Uh, but 2022, you're looking for 468 versus 520 just 90 days ago. 2023, expected to be up, but 508 versus 580 90 days ago. So you can see where the cuts have come in, but up 8.5% versus this year. Alphabet, a lot of the revenue driven by um, uh, advertising, which does not do as well in recessionary environments, obviously. But I took a little bit deeper dive into the YouTube premium because that's what has me like intrigued, right? About Alphabet. Um, I own Alphabet in my own personal portfolio, but I I kind of blow off the YouTube part, even though I know they're making money off of it. And I stumbled across a variety article from early November 2022. It was an exclusive that 
YouTube, it's now music and premium. You get both in the one thing, and it is paid subscribers, has jumped 30 million subscribers in the last year, apparently, from 50 million to 80 million. And these are all, you know, paid people. So that's that's a huge number of paid subscribers now on this service that started with only like a million people. Remember, it used to be called YouTube Red. And you have to wonder, like, why are that many people switching over? Well, a lot of people are annoyed with how many ads are on YouTube now. And a lot of us do use it for music. Um, I don't have Spotify, but I do use YouTube for music. And it is annoying the amount of ads on there now. So it became so annoying that people decided to just subscribe, apparently, to get rid of the ads. So I had to go look to see what it costs now. They did just raise the price in some of their uh, premium packages. So it's $11.99 a month for an individual, or you can buy it annually for $119.99. If you're a student and you can prove you're a student, you can get it for $6.99 a month. Or if your family gets it, there you can have access to six accounts on the family plan. This is the one they just raised to $22.99 a month. I don't th- I don't know if there's an annualized plan for the family. Um, there might not be. It might just be individual. But family is now $22.99. But you get all those accounts with it, so that's not a bad deal. Um, so I find this really interesting. The royalties to the musicians are up big. So their partnership with the musicians has improved greatly. Apparently they paid out $6 billion in music royalties just in the last year off of premium. That's not even the other content creators on the premium. And um, the reason I do like both Apple for Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and then Alphabet for YouTube is they're not making that content, really. There's a few uh, specific YouTube like movies, series, features that are on there. Um, And the same Apple TV also is making the content, but a lot of their content on on YouTube comes from you and I, the other content creators, and then the musicians and whatnot. That's a good plan. I like it so much more than Disney or Netflix's um, way that they go about it. Because if you're not making the content, then if you're just providing the platform, that's a good business model. Um, Similar with uh, Cameo and Substack, they're also not making the content, but they have to rely on the content creators to bring in the subscription and the good content, right? So that's the, the downside to it. But um, Alphabet year to date down 33.6%, so down a lot more than Apple is. But if you're thinking, I don't want to own Apple, it's too expensive for me now, I'm tired of the slower growth, maybe Alphabet is a good uh, you know, alternative. No dividend with Alphabet, however, they are doing a huge share buyback, but a lot of these fangs are doing the share buybacks. So if you are an income investor, Alphabet is not for you. Ticker there is G-O-O-G-L or G-O-O-G. And then I wanted to do one more comparison because I really didn't know what to expect on this one. So maybe you want to own Tesla, but you're concerned about its PE or just that um, you know maybe it's just too volatile for you. So Tesla ticker TSLA, it's a Zach's number three hold right now. 
PE is, is still elevated at 41.4 times. Year to date, though, the shares are down 52%. So that's why I kind of wanted to look at it. Is this a deal or is it not? Or should I look at look at the other alternative to Tesla? So um, earnings looking very good, up 79% in 2022, expected to be up 30% in 2023. It's actually seeing rising earnings estimates 2022 at 405 up from 395 in the last 90 days and 2023 529 up from 515 in the last 90 days. We're not seeing too many of these, right? Where the analysts are actually kind of bullish going forward. But again, shares continue to sell off just because growth stocks are out of favor. So, um, and it's still very pricey on a PE basis. So you're not really getting a value here but it's cheaper than it has been in the past. But what if you wanted to look elsewhere and look somewhere else that maybe isn't as volatile, it's not in the news all the time, but you're still in the car area. And the alternative may be, but it's not EVs as much, is Ferrari, ticker R-A-C-E. That's another favorite and a really strong auto brand, right? Year to date, these shares are down 16.4%, but they have rallied in the last month as the growth stocks have seen a mini rally here, up 15% during that time, whereas Tesla does continue to sink here. But Ferrari did get this little boost. So it's not cheap either. <laughs> I looked into this, I'm like, oh, they're, they're about the same on the PE basis. So PE is 41.7, Tesla's was 41.4. So I'm not really getting much of a deal here on Ferrari on a PE basis. Then I took a look at the earnings, um, expected to be, I think this is down 3.6% in 2022. I was writing quickly, but I have a little, little slash next to it. So down 3.6. 2023 though, rebounding back up 15%. And um, these are actually up to their earnings, just like Tesla. So 2022 expected to be 513 up from 497 just in the last 90 days. So the analysts have been raising in the last 90 days. 2023 um, also looking better, 591 versus 577, but still a little bit of earnings contraction here in 2022 compared with last year. So on the earnings basis though, Ferrari doesn't look anywhere near as good as Tesla with that 79% gain in 2022 and 30% again in 2023. So if you're looking just at PE, maybe this isn't the alternative. Maybe Tesla's the alternative to Ferrari here, but maybe not quite as uh, volatile and you know down just 16% on the year. But Tesla, maybe with its big sell-off, could be looking like the more attractive stock here. So I started off thinking Ferrari might be an alternative for Tesla, but maybe it's the other way around. Ferrari, again, ticker R-A-C-E. So you can kind of see how fun it is if you are focused on one company to think about what alternatives might be out there and alternatives that may have good stories and good business models good management, things going on. If you're concerned about the rockiness at a particular company or you just don't like the direction it's going in anymore, there usually is someone else in the industry. Even with these companies that 
are big winners in their industry and have uh, pseudo moats or some kind of moat, usually there is at least one other player, maybe two in that same industry that you can kind of look over. You know, the Coke versus Pepsi thing, the McDonald's versus who's McDonald's competitor now? They always used to say it would be Burger King or Wendy's. That almost kind of didn't happen, but maybe Shake Shack. Or maybe you look outside at Chipotle, you know, outside of the burger area. So there is usually an alternative if you are able to look around. And I really recommend that investors widen their lens. Sometimes you can find the similar business that's cheaper or, again, just doesn't have the same problems. I've always said, you know, if you're sitting there debating the new CEO coming in, whether or not they can do this, that, or another thing, whether or not that dividend will be coming back. These are a lot of troubles and problems, right? And maybe life is easier as an investor in another company that does not have, at least right now, a lot of these other same issues going on. So um, these are just some things to keep in mind when you're out there you know, trying to find good quality stocks and uh, liking certain areas, industries, or sectors, but there usually is another player, right? So keep that in mind. Uh, so let me recap the stocks I talked about today on this kind of different podcast of if you like this stock, maybe you'll like the other one better. And the first one was Disney. So if you don't like the chaos there, ticker DIS, maybe you need to buy Sony instead, S-O-N-Y. And if you are thinking about Apple, you're not in it yet, like I'm not, A-A-P-L, and you're kind of concerned about that slowing earnings growth and the PE, maybe you go for a little bit cheaper of Alphabet, ticker G-O-O-G-L with its YouTube business. And I do own that one, um, but it's not that much cheaper, but it is a little bit cheaper. So it's always good to keep these things on the radar. And on the car side, these both have strong brands, but um, maybe if you're interested in the strong car brands like Tesla, TSLA is the ticker, or Ferrari, R-A-C-E, you can look at one or the other, apparently, as they both um, have something good going for them here. And interestingly, these are the only two out of these four that are having rising earnings estimates into next year or even next fiscal year. So that's something to keep in mind, too, in this kind of economic environment. But as always, I'm bringing you as many stocks as I can every week, and we're getting towards the end of the year here. So there are going to be some interesting episodes coming forward about what's worked in 2022, what to look for in 2023, you know, what's happening with the economy, all of our good end of the year shows. So be sure to subscribe, get us somewhere, get us on one of these platforms. You can get us on YouTube. You can get us on the Zach's Investment Research um, page. We also have a YouTube podcast page. You can search for Zach's Podcasts and get us there. You can also get us on Apple. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't think we're on Sony, no. Um, but I'm sure there maybe is some platform on Sony. We're probably on there too. But be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.